Welcome to the Life Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go. All right. Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I am your host, June Colson, here with my best friend and co-host, the amazing Michelle Van Dusen. Hello, Michelle. How you doing, friend? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the question over um, all the crowd shouting out my name. What was that? We have to have to clear the security out of the room. Michelle Van Dusen's here, super important person. <laughs> hey, so we both had some crazy stuff happen this weekend because we're just such yes. good moms. We now have uh, we have our college graduates. So tell me about oh. your son. What what did he graduate with? Um, uh, a bunch of other people. Uh, he graduated <laughs> out of. <laughs> Engineering. He 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 was studying engineering, so he graduated um, out of that. Uh, electrical uh, engineering was his concentration, or something yeah. like that. Nice, yeah. nice. And my kiddo yeah. just graduated with his degree in accounting, oh, so nice. we're we're looking forward to um, him being wise enough to steal all of our millions one day. You know, but uh, ah, that's, I think that's, count them. Yes, he can yeah, count it, the millions. Yeah, he can. I think that's the end game for him. No, he's pretty smart. He's like, if my parents do have money, I'll be filing their taxes for them. My little brother will not have a clue. (laughs) (laughs) And he can handle that business, right? So, hey, today you got him. You got him, Michelle Van Dusen. Yes. Our guest today, I, you know, I don't know how many episodes we're in, but, you know, more than two and less than 40, probably. (laughs) Well, I don't know. We're less than 20. We're less than 20 episodes. Um, and soon we're going to be going live. So I'm really excited that we got Earl. Ah, we got yes, Earl with before so, that. Yay! Yeah. So we've, we've interviewed several people, several of our friends, but you were so hype. I haven't met this uh, specific guest before until just a moment ago, um, but I've heard amazing things about him and he has such a great reputation among uh, Christian comedians. And I know that that you are just, you're a fangirl. You just, you love this man. So why don't you tell us about it? Who's on the show today, Michelle Van Dusen? All right. So today we have Earl Music, right? He's a professional cartoonist. He's a humorous illustrator. He's a comedian. He's a spokesperson. He's a ghost writer. Ooh. Um, and this, I love this part. He was a former artist and photographer for the FBI. Right. Are we not actually to say that, right? I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe if we disappear if we if we disappear after this episode. Did you guys know what happened, Michelle? <laughs> yeah. And and um Earl Earl has like traveled all through America and Canada. And um, you know, he does like humor and motivational skills. It, he's just he's an amazing guy. I can't wait for you to meet my amazing, amazing friend. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so ready. Okay, so welcome, <laughs> welcome, audience members. Welcome, Earl Music, to the Laugh Support. Woo! <laughs> Congrats on the grads. That's great. Good job. Oh, thank you That's so much. Thank you. That's good parenting right there. 
I, I know our, our listeners can't hear, but I'm actually wearing a shirt that you created for the CCA and it's, um, they all have graduation caps on. Michelle, <laughs> yeah, Michelle cool. I hope our listeners can hear. They couldn't see, but oh, that's hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's been but a I don't long know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The way we're doing this podcast, we might be the world's only silent podcast. Kind of like the ghostwriter that we have today. People won't know it's us yeah, <laughs> because we're, we're silent ghosts. <laughs> you guys are fun already. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I totally forgot to put my earbuds in. See, we're, we are so professional at what we do. Um, yeah, we're, we're amazing. <laughs> I think this is Michelle's way of tricking me into asking the first question because I was going to have her do that today. Oh, no, no, no. Before, before you do that, wait, let me, let me put my earbuds in. Okay. okay. Can I phone a friend if I don't know the answer? Yes. Yeah. I just, I just want to say, um, before we get too far into stuff, I just want to show my non-listening audit. Wait, no, listening. Anyway, so uh, what I'm doing is I'm holding up something that Earl created for me, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's me, uh, a true pack rat, and um, see, I'm pack I'm packing rats in there. <laughs> I didn't see that before. Oh my yeah, yeah, goodness, yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's it's, but the way he made the rats, they're almost like mice, but they are rats, and um, I love it because it was my. It's I had this idea, and I'm like, oh, Earl, I need to hire you. He's like, what? I said. I want to be a cartoon, but I want to be pack. I'm a pack rat, so I want to. I want to pack these rats into a, a suitcase. He's like, "Gotcha!" And boom, he did it. Um, so You're you good are so, you are so talented. And then um, when when Earl and I when we would attend the CCA, and if I sat near him, um, and if I just slid my book over by him, my notebook, he just out of the kindness of his heart would draw the greatest things, you oh know, my goodness. yeah, look at that. And so Those you're going to have to, for you and me to hide, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. It's my favorite. I sometimes I'll just out just so I can see it. Um, and see, if you notice, I didn't tell our listening audience what you drew the beautiful cartoons. They're going to have to tune into YouTube to watch uh, when we post this to see the amazing artwork of Earl mm. Music. Way to. Thank you guys. Yeah. Okay. Now ask the first question. <laughs> so Earl, our podcast is called laugh support. And uh, basically we just kind of dive into, you know, our, Michelle and I, our relationship actually began because she was one of the first people to support me when I got into Christian comedy. And as I was starting to write and um, develop material, she just came alongside me one night and was like, Hey, what are you doing? And she, and she actually just helped me tighten up a set and give me enough confidence to get on the stage for the very first time. And so that's kind of the origin of this podcast is that we started through someone being my laugh support. And uh, so we like to ask our guest, you know, when you began um, doing comedy or it could even be your artistry. What, who who was somebody that you look back and go, man, that was one of my first laugh supports. Okay. Um, I, I'm kind of weird because I do the speaking, the cartoons, and the comedy. But I got to tell you a story about Michelle. I went to my <laughs> first Christian Comedy Association, and I didn't know anyone. I talked to a few people on the phone, and I step into the hotel lobby, and she grabs me, and she goes, you look like a comedian. Come here. 
And she didn't wait for me to say, yes, I'm here for the convention. And she pulls me over and starts introducing me to everybody. So that was great support. You know, you get that nerves, like, you know, you, you stand in front of hundreds or thousands of people, but you, you all strangers that you have to spill your guts mm-hmm. to. And she made me feel so comfortable, but um, probably I have to go back to um, cartooning and Charles Schultz, the peanuts creator, him and I were good friends. Oh, wow. And I, uh, he would he would talk to me about cartoons and I, I become friends with the Mad Magazine artists and just on and on. So I became an officer in a cartoon society. And so I began to speak for that and I was going out speaking to schools and everything. And then Kiwanis and these other groups would ask me to speak. So I would I would draw and then I'd turn around and tell a, a short story or I'd draw and tell a story. And eventually I turn turn around a little bit more and a little bit more. And I just stepped out and started doing comedy. But uh, my shows ended up turning out to more of a production, more of a, um, not just a comedy show. I would draw and bring people on stage and sketch them on stage and uh, just had a lot of fun with it. So I had had so many people, but it probably, it was, this is the, you know, first I didn't want anybody to see me drawing. But then I started doing caricatures at festivals and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you just get more and more relaxed, more comfortable with, you know, this is this is me. This is me. Take it or leave it. And I would draw people. So my stage fright, I was scared to death in high school. You know, 10 people would terrify me. And I've done shows in front of 3,000 people. And I'm dancing and singing. It does, <laughs> and I know that's all God. I know that's the Lord mm. and praying about it. Um, but the more you step on stage, um, it's it's the it's the more uh, comfortable you get with it, and like Justin Fennell, he was one of my he was my early mentor. He pulled me in, <clears throat> and uh, kind of worked on a show to make it more of a um, a program instead of a show. I guess mm. you know, I would talk about working for the FBI. I also was hired by the top executives of Disney to write and draw for Disney. So I would share stories from the FBI to Disney. And I was an artist for the Postal Service, and my stuff was nationwide for them. So uh, I touched the, you know, the business aspect. I touched the cartoon aspect. And I, I got to do shows in front of preschools to retirement homes. And the preschools and retirement homes yell me to draw SpongeBob, draw SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> so what, you, go, you go to church and youth events, and you draw Scooby, and you get their attention, and then you tell them about Jesus. You know, so um, it's uh, – it's been so many people and Michelle had said, she may ask me about who had helped me. You know, I, I got to work with legends of, you know, comedy and Eddie Brill and uh, Jerry Carroll and Rick Roberts and Dobie Maxwell, just on and on. I thought I'm going to be, I don't want to start listening to them because so many people have helped me and I love people. And uh, when I become a fan, but it's so cool when your heroes become your friends. Mm, and that happened in yeah. cartooning too. Uh, you know, Charles Schultz for crying out loud. You know, um, I still speak with his wife frequently, and uh, he he would tell me, "Earl, give me a call, give me a call." That was my hero, and that started happening yeah. in the comedy too, where I I do a show and somebody would like it and uh, and and call me or ask me to do more shows. It's it's uh, it's so hard to pinpoint, but Michelle really does. Honestly, I really appreciate that. Really sticks out in me the CCA, when you grabbed me and pulled me aside, oh, okay, let's do it. You know, it was just a good feeling. Yeah. Good. Long answer for a short, for a short question. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. Um, you, you, 
you mentioned how you've done um uh like you drew Scooby and you you know you you draw all these different things and people are like oh do SpongeBob and then you could just do it like that like that to mm-hmm. me is an amazing talent and I did notice over the last year on on uh, mm-hmm. Facebook that you started creating you you would draw yourself in like these old TV shows and and it it brought so much joy to so many people you know well, they started it was it's fantastic I love it so if anyone ever wants to look at any of your gallery they need to go to your website and check it out because you're uber talented and yeah can I jump in there I, yeah my best my best friend. Um, is kind of in charge of the minions. He was, he's not the guy who created oh. it, but he's, he's the writer, produ- producer, director of the little minions. You know what I'm talking about? The little guys. Yeah. That he and him and I were talking and he says, like, you talking about drawing and stuff. That's nothing for us. I love to watch other cartoonists draw, mm-hmm. but he says, we're like magicians where people who don't do it. It's like magic, you know, to us, it's just sort of spilling out. Oh, what we yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, she's June. She's talking about, I started doing, I was doing traveling 48 weeks out of 52 a year. I was on 59, 59 airplanes in less than three months. COVID, (laughs) you know, so (laughs) seeing thousands of people getting a hundred hugs a week to nothing, but the drawing board. And I, I just, I, I, I was a full-time artist for the postal service and uh, speaker. And I would freelance for the FBI for 30 years. And then I retired from that last year and I was sitting there. So I quit traveling. I quit mm. doing time for them. I was ready to explode with creativity. So I mm. said, I'm sitting here. I need to draw me some friends. So I drew the friends characters. And I drew me yeah. on the couch. Yeah. Well, that was kind of fun. So I did, um, you know, some other shows and people lit up and people from those shows started contacting me and I don't want to. Wow. The actors from the shows would say, Hey, I saw your Facebook. And then uh, people who are involved backstage the show, this is really cool. <laughs> I always tell people, my wife gets the checks. I get the thrill say, hey, look. <laughs> but, um, wow. I did about, I did uh, 30 or 40 of them in a row, one each day. And it, wow. it got so big. And then I, I was getting a lot of art jobs coming in then and art kind of took over. I had to slow down. But I've done 70 of them, I think, this within this last year. But uh, it's a fun. And then Andy Bedingo, you guys probably know him. He's mm-hmm. good. I love Andy. He goes, do Seinfeld, do Seinfeld. So I drew Seinfeld and I drew him in the back. He's at the bar <laughs> eating with Seinfeld. So I started throwing people in there and I was just doing it for fun. And then uh, people were buying the prints and ordering, uh, you know, oh, you know, I'll pay you this to draw me in, you know, whatever. So it's just exploded. And then is this a new angle? So like yeah. God shut the door to me traveling mm. and, you know, thank the Lord. I make it more money in my pajamas. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll give the money back if I can take the hugs again. Cause I miss the smiles. Oh, I miss, yeah. I miss the hugs. I, that's uh, that means a lot to me. That's amazing yeah. too, is that I think too, is, you know, the Lord kind of rewarded you for the gift that you had been giving people you know, having that talent, it, I just find that so intriguing that the, the, the first drawing like that you did was friends. 
And he and he was like, here, you know, I know you're lonely. You can draw your own friends right now. And the pictures are um, I've glanced through and seen them, but I want to go back and look again because the ones that I've had time to really like study, it is that there's all these extra little details in it. And I think the Golden Girls, the one that I saw recently had like the T-shirt that you had on had the name of the uh, retirement village or whatever that they're living in. Right. Yeah, it was, I tried to throw something like people were getting a kick out of that. So I put little Easter eggs around it, as we call it in the art world. Yes. Um, and I started throwing my friends. And then I had a contest about three or four times. I said, tell me your show. And I drew somebody at random and I drew them in the show with me. So if you go back and look, there's some strange faces. That's people who won the contest, who I knew, oh. who they liked. Um, one lady liked Bewitched and... Uh, just I just threw drew in and bewitched with me. So that that was fun. That was like people traveling with me in the cartoon. I call it music TV dream cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. That's now fantastic. I know a couple years ago when I was at my dad's, I pulled up the um the the farming ones. Like don't don't you do something like with cows and, and pigs yeah. and stuff? Yes. My, I'm, my I'm dad loved those. Thank you, Michelle. I it's it's weird. Um you know, like I was under contract with Disney, but pretty much now it's freelance. So each week it's something different. Like the FBI still could call for something fun and and the post office still contracts me to do stuff on a contract basis. But each week, this week, I've got to do two magazine cartoons, three caricatures. I'm doing a map for a local um, uh, business to have a big facility. Um, and I'm doing, as I say, a 10 t-shirts I think I get to design. So it's, it's just each week something different. And then uh, it's exciting to see, you know, and it's a Christian thing. I'll go ahead and tell you. People tell me when I do comedy and cartoons, don't tell them you're Christian because Hollywood will quit calling. Hollywood will not call. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care. I tell everybody I'm a Christian. The only call I really want to hear is a call from God. So if he tells me to keep going, I'm a Christian cartoonist who does Christian comedy and clean comedy. And phone stops ringing. I don't care. You know, I'm just going to be having yeah. fun and doing what God wants me to do. So now I want to I want to put up here the um, when we contacted you earlier this this year to tell you that we were doing a podcast and I, and I want to know if you could do our picture. Um, so we we hired you and check this out. This is so good. You 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 nailed us perfectly because June's tall yes. and I'm short. And I have a way bigger smile than June does. <laughs> beautiful models, beautiful models. So I, I just go ahead, June. Oh, I just I was so excited when I saw my eye color because I have hazel eyes and they they're different all the time. They're blue and they're green and they're gray. And it's my favorite when I wear something and my eyes look gray. I had a family member that had gray eyes and I always thought, man, I wish they would just stay gray all the time. And the color that you drew of my eyes, I was like, even my husband, you know, that age old, like, uh, if you love me, you can tell me the color of my eyes. And my <laughs> husband's like, no one knows the color of your eyes. Well, I'm good, like, well, good. Earl knows my favorite color of my eyes. <laughs> oh, it was such a thrill. It was, I've never had, um, other than, uh, in, in Nashville, Tennessee, there used to be a, a theme park called Opryland. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's so funny because just recently, we moved and I was going through this uh, stack of picture frames and I pulled one apart 
And behind it was one of those caricatures that I had done when I first started dating my husband. And it was at Opryland. And when they said, well, how do you, what do you want to be drawn in? And he's a fireman. And I said, ooh, you know, because I was going to give it to my boyfriend. I said, well, you draw me in like fire gear, like I'm the firefighter. And it's horrific. Like the, it's the, <laughs> the fire gear looks good, but like, I, you know, this is, this was not anything to be, my son was crying, laughing. He's like, that's supposed to be you when you were a teenager. And is that really what you look like? Like dad dated you looking victim. like that. <laughs> yes. So that's the only experience I've had of someone drawing and like, my nose, you've got my nose, like my nose, I have no cartilage in my nose. Like you can, <laughs> like I said, I grew up in a really rough neighborhood. So God knew I might need to take a punch. So I could get punched in the face and you couldn't break my nose. It's just a rubber nose. <laughs> and like you designed, my, I was like, that's my little rubber nose. And I don't know. So it was so cool. It gave me so much joy to see that when Michelle sent it, I was like, look at us, look at us. That's us. <laughs> that's, uh, I love Nashville. One of my favorite cities. And last time I was there, I was hired uh, to a corporate event to do caricatures just for a couple hours to sit there. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I sit there for eight hours straight, caricature after caricature, about five minutes a piece it takes me to do for eight hours with one bathroom. I said, just a minute, I run to the bathroom, come run back and sit back. And I was kept on. But it was fun. But you always worry. Okay, this is the way her nose looks. Should I lighten it up a little bit? Should oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want you I don't to draw. Exaggerate. I, don't I, don't... Exaggerate. I try to do exactly. I try to do like, and I tell people it's somewhere between a Scooby Doo drawing and an FBI sketch. I kind of meet you in the middle. You know, I don't, yes. I don't do those, the, the exaggeration stuff so much. It's like you robbed the bank. That's what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you don't draw hips. You know what I mean? I look, I like you. This is the good look of my hips right here. Okay. There's not enough paper in the world to draw my hips. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So Earl, if, uh, in so you have mentioned some uh, amazing people. Obviously, the you know the uh, Charles M. Schultz and Eddie and Dobie and Rick Roberts and you know and, and it's definitely not like um, the podcast. We're not like list everyone who ever did anything for you. So we're not right. leaving anyone out. We're just mentioning some people who were there for you as laugh support. And obviously you have had a lifetime of experience and knowledge and talent. Has there been an opportunity for you uh, that you've been able to kind of support that next artist, that next comedian, that that next yeah. cartoonist? Have you been someone's laugh support? I, I think so. I, I do pray for that. And I speak a lot of schools, so I'm able to give the FBI mm -hmm. a drug speech. You know, I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of bad things, you know, involved mm -hmm. with, and, and some wonderful people get wrapped up in drugs so quick and that kind of speech. And I get to do the churches. So I talk to them about Jesus and, and lead them that way. And uh, but uh, one of the Mad Magazines, more Drucker, he's amazing, did the caricatures for Mad Magazine. Him and I sat down and I actually did a caricature of him. He's hanging was hanging in his studio. He's passed away now. But, you know, what an honor. But mm -hmm. he said, I showed him my drawings and he was flipping through it. He goes, Earl, let me tell you something. You know, art is so over. He said, what you do is find three things you want to do. And I, he said, mention three things. So I was like, greeting cards, uh, magazine cartoons, and comic strips. He says, send a batch of greeting cards in and forget about it. Go to comic strips and forget about it. You know, and just do each stuff and then start over. But thank the Lord, I hit all three, you know. And then I started doing mm -hmm. other and other stuff. So I, I tell people that. You just do it. Don't don't put all your uh, eggs in one basket. You work on something else. And uh, with the comedy, 
so many people have stage fright is the biggest thing. I encourage oh. people to get up. I pull people on stage who I know are scared and try to help them. You know, I talk for them if I have to and just try to encourage that. But um, when you reach your, I've, you know, honestly, every dream God's given me, I've got to do. And I so feel so blessed and so undeserving of it. I, I honestly, I don't know where I would go next, but helping other people reach their dreams is even more special. My nephew was seven at the time, and the post office hired me to do a, a drawing uh, that was going to go to every post office in the nation in Puerto Rico. So it was a coloring page. And my, my nephew wants to work for the FBI. He wants to be an artist. So I said, um, here, let's do this. So I had him draw. What it was is during COVID. And so I was doing this coloring pages about every hero doesn't wear you know capes. And I was drawing mm-hmm. a mail carrier coming up to the window. And these kids were doing signs. So I had my nephew draw a picture of a mail carrier. So I did a caricature of my nephew holding his actual drawing in the window. So I put him in the window of it. My wow. seven-year-old nephew was seen by millions of people. I did TV interviews. I did postal interviews about it. So I said, okay, put this on your resume. <laughs> you know, millions of people saw my drawing on TV and the post, every post office of the nation got it. And wow. that was such a thrill for me. I, big deal. You know, I, I had done that. I, I, my cartoons were all over the place. But now my seven-year-old nephew just smile on his face. Look, it's me. Look, that's my cartoon. That's cool. When you can help somebody else do any other thing, especially comedy. When I saw people who were scared to death, we'd pray backstage and they'd go up, mm. at, um, especially at the, um, the clean comedy challenge and stuff. A lot of people had never taken a stage before. And we'd pray and talk them up and get them up there. And uh, Michelle and I, you know, we know we've seen that fear in people and, and some mm-hmm. people have never, never taken a stage for it. And to t- have to be that brave to stay in you know, somebody supporting the back. Uh, it's just, that's a great feeling. That's uh, I've done. I've done interviews with every network. I've been, my stuff has been on NBC news and I've been on good morning America and all that stuff. And it's after a while it's, you know, I'm not a big celebrity or anything, but that means nothing until you mm-hmm. see somebody else's face smile that you created. That's cool. That's cool right there. Um, I just want you to know, during this uh, podcast, I took the time to sketch you. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I hope, I hope oh, uh, it, wow. it really covered. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. I, I got two eyes on there, a nose, two ears and a smile. You're welcome. So, oh, that's, um, that's send that to me. Please. Michelle. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm glad you what? said that was Earl. I thought for a second that might have been me. I wasn't. <laughs> it was hard. To, <laughs> it was hard to tell. Hey, you mentioned the greeting cards, and uh, let me tell you, you you're um, you posted the other day about being is it Mississippi Laurel Mississippi? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah the home the hometown show on HGTV. Yeah. I'm telling you, every uh, every woman from age 30 to probably 50. That's your celebrity status right there. I was like, what? <laughs> You've got cards and Aaron. Is it Aaron and Ben? Yeah. I love that show. They're so endearing. That show is so endearing. And how cool is that? So you don't, when you do these greeting cards, you don't, you don't know where they're going or where all they're being sold. And no. you had this moment you walked in. Tell us about that. Well, this, that was, uh, my wife loves it. I like that show too. My wife yes, loves it. it's so good. We were traveling and we went there and um, it's actually the gift shop beside Aaron's store. I mean, like the whole city is, is wrapped around that show. It's all set up like that. And uh, we walk in, there's the rack. And 
my wife goes, that's your, that's your brand. And I said, yeah, I looked at the first card I saw was mine. I said, look at that. <laughs> that was pretty cool. So I, it was her birthday and I had to buy the birthday card and give it to her. <laughs> So you had to buy an actual card <laughs> that you designed to yeah. get to your wife. Oh Bye. my goodness. That is so yeah. cool. That is it, so cool. Fun, oh my yeah. goodness. Well, uh, it looks like Michelle dove out on us. I bet she's having a hundred percent heart attack somewhere right now, but that's oh, okay. <laughs> but that's all right. We'll keep this thing going. I'm watching the time. We got, uh, we got a couple minutes left. Oh, there she yeah. is. Michelle, were you being <laughs> sneaky or did you just have a heart attack in the back room somewhere? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. My, um, my dog was barking <gasps> and I've been waiting for her to wake up. Um, she's very old and she's on her yes. own schedule. Yes. And so she's barking and barking. I'm like, okay, she hasn't gotten up yet. And then she, her barking stopped. That meant she was eating. And then that last bark she just did, she's like, I need to get out and go to the bathroom. So I'm like, now I'm going to yeah. take myself off and go do it. <laughs> yes. I was talking about the greeting cards and the, um, I was actually a speaker for the postal service. I was speaking for the post office and we had to uh, make some copies that I was traveling and I wasn't any near one. So I ran into a FedEx store and they had my greeting cards. I was there for the post office and FedEx is selling my greeting cards. I, I just felt like I need to take a shower. This didn't feel right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been such a, uh, an amazing interview. Um, yeah. Do you have anything coming up or, or anything that we can promote for you, Earl, that you would like to share with the audience? Uh, check me out on Facebook. Um, in Instagram. And if you like some of the drawings, please let me know because um, those TV show ones are, are just for fun. Just to, just to loosen up, I'll draw those before I do the paying jobs, as my wife would say. Um, but just let me know what you think. Let me know TV show you'd like me to hit. Uh, like I said, I hit 70 of them, but I'd like to do some more people like to see. I had kind of backed off of um, uh, booking shows for a while just to make sure I wanted to refresh my show and do some things. And then I was lucky enough to win the Spirit, the Clean uh, Comedy Award, and yeah. people started calling again and asking the book. And I got some, I got some people I got to tell today if I'm going to do the shows or not. But uh, just I know once I hit, I don't like to slow down. I I don't yeah. get to sleep. I you know I draw on the road, and um, it's been kind of nice to get a little breather from traveling constantly. But I do miss it so. I'm getting ready to gear back up. So I don't have any shows that I can post right now that are confirmed. Um, but uh, check me out on Facebook. I appreciate it. I like to hear from everybody. Now, um, on your website at earlmusic.com, it is so cool. You have the video. I think your son did. Uh, you were drawing. And then there's music. Is it the cartoon? If cartoons got saved, is that the song that was on there? Right, that Chris Rice did that cartoon and when they did the voices, I don't know if you guys remember that song, Michelle apparently does. Um, they do like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> so my son is for a, a college or high school project. It's been many years now. But um, so he played that song. That took one take. If you go ahead and if you go look wow. at it, one take. So it's, it wow. says, there's a voice of Fred Flintstone. So I draw Fred Flintstone. There's a Smurf. So I draw Smurfs. And then as, if, you, if you listen to it, it's about two or three minutes long. But um uh, it was he he edited it and put the timing a little bit right, but we we did all that in one take. I was really proud of my son, who my I son. Let's, let's brag about my son. Um, thank the Lord, you know. People say you travel all this time. What about the family? I've been happily married for thirty one years. Hmm. My oldest son is a pastor. He's married to a pastor, and he's and uh, my youngest son 
is also working in the church ministry and his wife works in the church ministry, helping homeless people and working for, they're working for a mega church. Now they're working with some other organizations, but um, thank the Lord. Uh, they're all in the ministry and uh, uh, God, family, you guys, my friends, you know, let's keep it straight. <laughs> That's really, wow. So 31 years and your, your, your son's in the ministry with his wife. That is, yeah, you have such a great legacy, such a yeah. great legacy. And that, that points back to you, Earl. It points and, back to, and yes, your wife, it, and your wife. Keep going back to my dad who had cancer. Mm-hmm. And when we found out it was way too late and they're wheeling to the hospital when they're telling us it's way too late. And he hands me his Bible and he goes, Earl, protect my sword. And oh. when, he, when here, let me, can I finish with one quick story? Yeah, yeah, my, please do. My dad um, was an amazing man, and uh, he he died terrible, you know, slow death of cancer. But it happened real quick. It was just it was so painful. But when he knew that he had uh, days to live, um, he called somebody to his bedside, and he died um, in uh, uh, October. And then the next Valentine's Day, flowers came from my mom. With all my love, Ron. My mm-hmm. dad made arrangements for my mom to get Valentine's Day flowers from him every year um, until the day she dies. He made arrangements and set that up. Thinking about wow. her, you know, he had a days to live. He set that up for her. That's the kind of legacy I have. Wow. Wow. What a beautiful story. What a way to end that. And, and well, and, and then now I'm just going to go and maybe punch my husband because he, he got me a dust, he got me a dust buster, you know? So <laughs> that's what I got for Valentine's day. Not the true romantic. <laughs> Michelle, are you just, are you on cloud nine after being able to have this interview with your amazing friend today? And I hope today from here on out, I get to call you my friend as well, Earl, cause Absolutely. man, if there's a person on the planet I want to be friends with, it's definitely somebody like you. What a, what a great interview today, Michelle, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking that there's so many more stories with Earl that we yeah. haven't even got a chance to talk about, like getting shot at the F- from the FBI. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there's so many really cool stories. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to say thank you, Earl, for um, uh, taking the time to talk with us, mm-hmm. and and I'm so glad that you were here to be able to bless our listeners with uh, your talent and your stories and your heart, and I. I know that I've been changed because I got to meet you years ago at the CCA. Like, and so I just want to say thank you. And now June, June has this way of closing out the show. (laughs) um, Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if she created one for you, but um, maybe she did. We'll find out Um, (laughs) because we're, we're at our end of our, of our interview. Um, But I just, I really just want to say thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you ladies. So, so Earl, I usually, uh, I, I usually always close my shows and events that I'm at by saying Jesus and Junebug loves you. And then I wrote one for Michelle, but she's never said it. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to try and get her to say it today for, but for Earl, would you say it, Michelle? Uh, oh, come I on. No, <gasps> maybe. Maybe. Okay. okay. If you say it, then I'll never ask you to say it again. If you say it today, I'll never ask you to say Come it on, again. Uh, little Michelle and the Messiah tell you to reach it higher. 
Is that what it is? <laughs> she said it. She messed it up, but she said it. <laughs> it's Lil Michelle. Lil Michelle and the Messiah tell you to take it higher. <laughs> and she's refused to say it up until today. I don't know how many episodes we've done. But it happened. But now what do I do? I don't know. But I did write one for you, Earl. Are you ready? This is Earl's. Okay. Jesus and Earl paint the best murals. All right. There it is. There it is. Well, that's it for this episode of Laugh Support. We're so glad to have had you on today, Earl. I am June Colson, and this is... Well, I'm Michelle Van Dusen, and this has been another episode of... Of Laugh support because we never get a ride at the end <laughs> bye y'all